Hey guys, I'd like to introduce you to a new podcast that I know you're going to love. Do you like travel? Do you like picturesque locations and getting away from it all? Well, this new podcast has all that and murder. It's called Slaycation, and it's a darkly humorous look at murders and mysterious deaths that took place on vacation. Hosted by a true crime fanatic, her comedy writer husband and his TV producing partner, Slaycation brings a unique perspective to chilling, thrilling, and WTF stories of vacations gone horribly wrong. From the twisted tale of Harold and Tony Henthorne, whose romantic anniversary in the Rocky Mountains ended with one of them falling off a cliff, to Angelica and Vincent, two recently engaged lovebirds whose Hudson Valley kayaking adventure ended underwater. Each episode of Slaycation will have you asking, accident or murder? But it's not just the stories that'll intrigue you. It's the discussion between a longtime married couple and business partners who happen to be Emmy-nominated TV producers. Each episode of Slaycation also includes humor, takeaway and travel tips that will keep your next vacation from being your last. If you're ready to pack your body bags, Slaycation is available on all major podcast platforms. Search for Slaycation on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. In the 1970s and 80s, a monster hunted the Connecticut River Valley. Seven bodies found, one survivor, and no suspects. I'm Jane Borowski, host of Invisible Tears. I was seven months pregnant and stabbed 27 times, and I survived. My story didn't end that frightful night. This attack on me physically and mentally lingered for years. I'm Amanda Bedard, and I'm Jane's life coach and co-host of Invisible Tears. Jane is ready to share her story, and not just about her attack, but her healing process afterwards. As a platform for truth and healing, we are on a mission to help others that suffer from PTSD and help bring awareness to mental health issues. To hear my story and others, you can find Invisible Tears wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Every town has a dark side. On February 28, 2020, Colorado's Denver International Airport marked a milestone as it commemorated the first departure from its tarmac of United Airlines Flight 1062 to Kansas City. And the first arrival of United Flight 1474 from Colorado Springs on its runway 25 years ago. The airport, also known as DIA or DEN, had the earnest reason to celebrate. It's still the largest airport in North America and the second largest in the world by land area. In 2019 alone, DIA served over 69 million passengers, the most in its history, which made it the fifth busiest airport in America with an economic impact of more than $33 billion. These factual figures best signify the importance of Colorado's premier airport, but it's the very strange conspiracy theories surrounding it 
that often gets the most attention. Hey guys, I'm Andrew and welcome to another episode of Every Town. This week, let's deviate a little from confounding tales of unsolved crimes and bloody accounts of murders and instead take a deep dive into what conspiracy theorists believe are the many secrets shrouding the Denver International Airport. From the purpose of its construction to its capstone, collection of artwork, runway, and underground tunnels, wild stories abound here, which makes you wonder, why would there be so many strange ideas about one building if at least part of them weren't true? Before the Denver International Airport opened its doors and runways in 1995, flight passengers to and from Denver were served by the Stapleton International Airport starting back in 1929. It was located along the northeast side of downtown Denver, but in the 1980s, after five decades of operation, the airport was beset with problems. Among them were inadequate separation between runways, causing long waits during inclement weather, limited room for other airlines and new destinations, as well as a lawsuit over aircraft noise filed by nearby Park Hill community residents. Thus, the Denver Regional Council of Governments explored six areas for a new metro area airport, By 1989, then-Denver Mayor Federico Peña and other federal officials authorized the outlay of the first $60 million for the new airport's construction. DIA was considered a mega-project, which new Mayor Wellington Webb oversaw starting in 1991. It was scheduled to open on October 29, 1993, but poor planning repeated alterations in the designs because of United Airlines' changing requirements compelled Mayor Webb to postpone DIA's inauguration twice. First in December of 93, and the second time in March of 94. The postponements came because there was a strike from workers, and the automated baggage system malfunctioned big time, but... Finally, on February 28th of 1995, after 16 months of delays and a budget that ballooned to $4.8 billion, which is the equivalent of $8.1 billion today, DIA started to carve its own story in international aviation history. But the new giant airport also attracted a lot of conspiracy theories, and they've prevailed for almost three decades now. Even before DIA witnessed its maiden takeoff and first arrival, it was already a focal point of hardcore conspiracy theorists and DIA truthers. And their ideas involved Freemasons, the Illuminati, artists Luis Jimenez and Leo Tanguma, lizard people, aliens, the apocalypse, and more. Imagination started running wild and tongues began wagging when the much-anticipated multi-billion dollar project missed its first deadline. 
The supposed launch of DIA in October of 93 was marred by a myriad of setbacks, which resulted to a staggering $2 billion excess in budget. And despite the plausible explanations given about the delay, it didn't stop many conspiracy theorists to surmise that there were behind-the-scenes strange happenings that the DIA wanted to keep as tightly guarded secrets from the public. Perhaps they found the explanations too simple and mundane that some indulged in wild and exciting theories. Or perhaps, maybe someone knew something. They thought, why build a multi-billion dollar new airport when the old one was fully functioning and closer to downtown Denver? To some people, the purpose of constructing the highly expensive and ginormous DIA, twice the size of Manhattan, by the way, was confusing and intriguing. They theorized that the Freemasons, the Illuminati, and the New World Order with ties to Nazism were behind the construction, and that they had a purpose for doing so. To make the airport their secret headquarters come bunker when the apocalypse finally came. With the power and money of these so-called secret societies, they're the ones that finance the new airport's completion but with strings attached. But where exactly do these conspiracy junkies base their theories from? Well, let's dive in. For one, they cited an object of much speculation, the capstone laid over a sealed time capsule at a dedication ceremony on March 19th of 94. This capsule supposedly contained items like a ball from the Colorado Rockies' first game that year, a viewer's guide to Beavis and Butthead, a flight book from Denver's previous airport, newspapers published on DIA's opening day, and a Colorado flag. But what really caught the attention of keen eyes was an inscription on the dedication capstone displayed at DIA's Great Hall near the South Security Checkpoint, whose opening line states, The time capsule beneath this stone contains messages and memorabilia to the people of Colorado in 2094. People expected that the main contributors to building the airport would have been the city of Denver or the state of Colorado. However, the very first name listed as a contributor is an organization called New World Airport Commission. This was odd because research showed that they didn't exist at all. Plus, it uncannily sounded like the New World Order, often referred to as a clandestine totalitarian world government made up of the world's elite that will ultimately rule humanity in the end. Also etched on that capstone are the square and compass symbol of the Freemasonry that's linked to the Illuminati, and they're said to be composed of various organizations alleged to conspire to control world affairs. Adding fuel to that fire was the date of the airport's dedication, March 19th, 1994. The sum of each digit of the day and year, 191994, 
is 33, which just so happens to be the highest level that represents perfection in Freemasonry. So, all this is fan the rumors that DIA is the headquarters of the world's most powerful and influential who are said to survive Judgment Day. But, what does the DIA have to say about the theories? Its media relations chief, Heath Montgomery, had explanations for these and said that the capstone was part of the pre-opening festivities the time capsule was sealed with two pieces of granite made by the Masons. This explains, then, why the Masonic symbols were etched on the capstone. Montgomery added, It's not uncommon to have the Masons to be a part of large public facility openings, like an airport. As for the group, New World Airport Commission, the media relations expert, attested it did exist in 1994 for the purpose of celebrating the opening of DIA. In 2007, the New World Airport Commission's chairman, Charles Ansbacher, shed light on the group's name. It had a dual reference, both to DIA as the world's newest airport at that time, and Dvorak Symphony No. 9 popularly known as the New World Symphony. Ansbacher himself, an orchestra conductor, stated, The idea that there is anything secretive about this is totally preposterous. Since the New World Order was speculated as one of the builders of DIA, a conspiracy theory about the organization's alleged ties with Nazism was connected to the airport's six runways, with lengths ranging from 12,000 to 16,000 feet. The mysterious link there? A swastika. In modern times, Western countries view the swastika as a symbol of racial supremacism and intimidation because of its association with Nazism. And one just has to fly a few thousand feet above DIA to view that its runway and terminals resemble the shape of a swastika. However, a close look at aerial photography of the supposedly swastika-shaped runways reveals an uneven, misshapen, and largely interpretive swastika at best. Whereas DIA doesn't have Stapleton Airport's problem of parallel runways that were too close together for safe landing in bad weather, the new airport has to contend with this theory. But the real story about the runway's rotating, fan-shaped design, according to the FAA, was to allow optimal takeoff into and against the wind from different directions, depending on weather and traffic patterns, which actually makes a lot of sense. And while that can be seen above ground, it's also widely believed that below the ground, under the airport, is some sort of large secret tunnel system.
While the delays in the construction of the massive airport is public knowledge, reasons have been given, an alleged construction worker says they aren't telling the whole truth. That in fact an entire five-story building was made incorrectly and it affected the timetable of the whole construction, but instead of destroying it, other structures were built on top of the unfinished building. Thus, it was buried and reduced to a wasted and unusable space. But as imaginations were running at this point, a theory that the buried structure was actually designed as an underground tunnel with secret bunkers came about. That the story of it being built improperly was just to throw off those regular folks who were involved in making it. They believe that this was actually built as the headquarters and place of refuge for the privileged global members of the Illuminati and the New World Order in case of the apocalypse, widespread biological warfare, or any cataclysmic reckoning that may occur, really. One person who claimed to have seen the tunnel was Dr. Leonard Horowitz a former dentist who now dedicates his life to the dangers of drugs and their implications for population control. According to him, DIA's luggage system and trams malfunctioned three days after it opened. Thus, passengers were redirected through tunnels containing some of the finest gold-leaf mosaic artistry Horowitz had ever seen. But when the trams were working again, The alternate passageways, as he called them, were closed off. So, he asked, Why do you believe airport financiers would spend vast fortunes commissioning art that travelers are never going to see? The American government is likewise not spared from getting linked to DIA's conspiracy theories. There are those who think that hidden beneath the airport is Area 52, named after the real U.S. government secret base Area 51, where the government's classified information is stored. And remember, that entire place was once told to the American people that it didn't exist at all. Even the length of the passageways itself has become the subject of interesting stories that have not been proven as facts, of course. One theory posits that the tunnels extend well beyond the airport's grounds. Some believe the tunnels extend all the way to Cheyenne Mountain, the home of the North American Aerospace Defense Command located about 100 miles south of DIA in Colorado Springs. Unsurprisingly, this theory gave birth to another one suggesting that DIA will be the U.S. military's headquarters if another world war breaks out. After all, DIA has enough space to store warplanes, build underground barracks, and utilize existing infrastructure for battle operations. Alex Renteria A spokesperson for the airport debunked these theories with some nonchalant humor. She confirmed the tunnels are indeed long with a total length of about 1.63 miles, 
and only extend out to the airport's perimeter. But it would take many years and more billions of dollars to connect the tunnels all the way to NORAD. When asked about some people's belief the tunnels will shelter Illuminati members when the world ends, she said, I feel like the Illuminati would like a nicer place. Don't get me wrong, I love our tunnels, but I'm just thinking with all that money, if they're the world's elite, they want a nice place. Some wallpaper, some marble floors. Meanwhile, according to DIA's media relations chief, Heath Montgomery, full tours of the airport's lower levels aren't allowed, even to media. And they can't just take people everywhere for safety and security reasons. Different airline companies lease office space down the tunnels, so their privacy is protected by imposing some restrictions. But if you believe in the conspiracies, well, you'd argue that this is just another move to cover up the secrets in the tunnels of the DIA. The Denver International Airport has set aside a portion of its construction and operations budget for art. Its quarters frequently display temporary art exhibits, while a number of public artworks, including those about Colorado's history, are present in the underground trains that link the main terminal with concourses. But certain art pieces found inside and outside of DIA have been questioned and it all starts with the imposing Blue Mustang, erected between the inbound and outbound lanes of Pena Boulevard. The 32-foot-tall, 9,000-pound, bright blue cast fiberglass sculpture of a horse with glowing red eyes has become a symbol of the airport. Many people, though, call it Blucifer for its seemingly demonic appearance. It was one of the earliest public art pieces commissioned for DIA back in 93. El Paso-born artist Luis Jimenez was tasked to do it, but wasn't able to complete the sculpture. In 2006, when Jimenez was almost done with it, a piece of the statue fell on him, causing a severed leg artery that led to his death. The sculptor's children completed the blue Mustang and it was finally set up at the airport on February 12, 2008. It's speculated to be haunted and that it came alive and actually attacked Jimenez. Some people have pinned the statue's glowing red eyes as a nod to the four horsemen of the apocalypse, though Jimenez had once said that the red pair of eyes was in honor of the wild spirit of the American West. Time and again, reports have circulated that the Blue Mustang will be taken down and removed from the airport, but that will never happen. According to Renteria, it's one of the favorite pieces because it does what art is meant to do, create conversation, and suspicions too, apparently. Efforts to connect DIA's aesthetic sense to the apocalypse and the New World Order extended the murals mounted inside. 
Chicano muralist Leo Tanguma's murals done in the early 90s have been the topic of conspiracy theory and debate. One is called Children of the World Dream of Peace, and the other In Peace and Harmony with Nature. The latter is split into two, with the left side depicting a scene of destruction, violence, and death, while the one on the right shows people from different cultures and ethnicities celebrating joyously in the presence of animals. The left part of the mural, conspiracy theorists contend, threatens people of the Armageddon which they connected to the airport's tunnels allegedly reserved for the Illuminati. In defense, Renteria said that the chaotic images warn people of what the world will become if we stop caring for our planet and each other. But if we do so, we'll reap happiness as shown in the right part of the mural, and that's the version Tenguma wants highlighted. The Children of the World Dream of Peace mural proved to be a magnet for arguments and speculations as well. One part features a soldier that looks a whole lot like a Nazi wearing a gas mask who's towering over huddled children in fear. The other part is more colorful and positive with the soldier joining people from different parts of the world and celebrating peace. The Nazi imagery has prompted some to believe it's proof that the DIA is indeed linked to the New World Order, which itself has links to Nazism. Montgomery, however, emphasized that the mural signifies the children are living in a world that does have war and violence and a lot of bad things, but they're dreaming of a cohesive and peaceful world where war doesn't exist. In effect, Tanguma's murals are anti-war and anti-hate, and they actually promote loving Mother Earth and working towards peace, as symbolized by people of different backgrounds coming together. Well, the statements of DIA authorities... Alex, Renteria, and Heath Montgomery may have deflated some speculations propagated by conspiracy theorists. The mysteries hounding DIA should rest here to a certain extent, except that what the man responsible for the structure itself said is worth hearing. Curtis Fentress, the CEO and principal in charge of design at Fentress Architects, took over the helm in building DIA. He's worked on constructing many airports, so his thoughts equally matter. In his reply, when asked about any underground tunnels or secret bomb shelters in DIA, Fentress actually said, Well, I can't really speak of it. I'm sworn to secrecy. Now, was this all in jest? Perhaps. But he went on to say, I understand that they're going to be creating a tour of some of the underground facilities in the future at DIA. When you go to Moscow, you can go down in the area where they were poised to launch a missile strike against America. They have this big underground bomb shelter about 100 feet down underground. Could be similar to that kind of thing with tours to the underground of DIA. So this wasn't a confirmation, but... Neither was it a denial of the existence of secret tunnels and bunkers in DIA, 
that many have theorized about. And then Fentress implied that there are possibly more answers people have been anticipating to know, but they're well kept in the time capsule. And when will that be retrieved again? Right, 2094. So, looks like we'll have to do a part two of this podcast when that time comes. So that's it for this week's episode of Every Town. If you enjoyed it, remember you can watch this episode on YouTube, and I'd encourage you to do so. Just look up the Scary Mysteries YouTube channel, and you'll find it there along with other cool content. And if you go, please remember to subscribe. Thanks for tuning in, and remember to come back next week for another episode filled with scary, strange, and mysterious stories. Because you never know, maybe your town will be next. Next.